Hi, Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. From lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust, so you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. All right, guys, welcome back. We made it to another Friday. You know what that means. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. It's only four today. Only <laughs> <laughs> four. No surprises. Oh. All right. That's good stuff. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is uh, the Customer States podcast where we talk about everything in the automotive industry. My name is Mike Sarah. I am the senior master technician shop foreman, transmission technician, uh, the wearer of many hats, as, as we all know. Uh, to my left is Allie herself, the wonderful warranty wizard. What's up, guys? This is Allie Paul, and I have been doing warranty for the past 11 years, uh-huh. uh, getting, getting it done. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's fine. Good. Everything's fine. fine here. We're good. And to my left is Jake. Rikus. Hi, everybody. It's Jake again. Um, I am a service advisor still to this day. Um, haven't decided to leave yet, but uh, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, I've been doing service advisor work for almost three years now, maybe a little bit over. Um, but I've been in the automotive industry since I was a wee little guy. So love cars, love the people, love the show. Thanks for tuning in. And to my left is the uh, haggler himself, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. The haggler. The haggler. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it sounds Kevin like a Bob Dylan haggler. song or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, I don't do anything in the automotive industry except harass it and give it shit and <laughs> critique it and hate it. Um, we and, thank you for your opinions. Yeah, and I push buttons. Some some of you hate it, some of you don't. <laughs> well, I was going to say you push buttons yes. physically yes. and metaphorically. Also, yes. Yeah, also, yes. <laughs> Sell the bell. Kevin, Sell the, the pusher of buttons. Pusher of buttons. <laughs> the, the pusher Smasher of, of bells. many buttons. Yes. So uh, to start off this week, um, Ali, last week you had talked about uh, how you guys in your dealership, you only have one guy that's certified to work on the electric vehicles, the full electric vehicles. That is correct. Well, Got to go to those classes so you don't kill yourself. Actually, in fact... <laughs> Touch the wrong thing and kill yourself. In, in, in fact, I just got back from my uh, brand's uh, hybrid, or not hybrid, but uh, full uh, electric vehicle 
um, class, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah! Yeah. It was wild. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. We have a ton of new technology coming out for these uh, uh, high-voltage battery vehicles. Nice. And um, I actually met uh, a couple of really cool people down there. Um, so we heard. Did you? I, I did, I did. Um, His ego is still being stroked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not just me, it's all of us. You uh, of course. Yeah, no, it's true, it's true. But I just so happened to this, be there. Is this like um, practical? Like, are you actually working on vehicles or is it just like, you know, this is this is what you, like a, like a class, like a normal class where they would be like, oh, these are things we touch on. Are you actually like doing things as well? Yes, it's all of the above. So we have time where the instructor will just talk and talk to us about theory and diagnosis and stuff like that. And then actually what's interesting about this class is this is the first class through Ford that actually has a VR section. So Oh, dude, that was the, we, the picture was great. We Very do cool picture. a virtual reality program mm -hmm. with, you know, the, the headphones and, or not, what do you headset. call it? A headset mm -hmm. and little controllers that you put on your hand. I, I, I've never done VR. This is my first time. VR, so. VR googlays. Yeah. VR goggles with mm -hmm. the little handsets. And, um, you go through and you actually remove the hybrid battery from the Mach-E and then you service the hybrid battery in VR. And then you go over to the car that's in, in real life. So yeah, in, in, in VR, you do the you know, removal procedure and all that right. kind of stuff. And then in real life, you go over 10 feet to your left and see the Mach-E that's on the lift that you're <laughs> going to do the actual thing on. Yeah, that's super, super so it's cool. Like, Technology. Yeah, it was really amazing. So we it have to take a survey. so much. We have, we have to take yeah. a survey that, you know, how do you feel about the VR thing? Because it's brand new. This is the first class that's ever done it. Mm -hmm. So um, it was cool. But, it's cutting edge though, man. It's like, it, I mean, for automotive, medical everything vr for training Could like that is could you imagine if they did that dope. for warranty okay pick up your controller and press a to pick up your pen <laughs> well, the, the whole idea why they're trying to do the vr thing is so that that way you can send a set of vr goggles to the dealership and have training guys house certified you know at the dealership without having because i had to travel to go to the training center where is it by the way so our training center is out in norwalk oh, but okay. we had people from as far as like san diego um one of the guys that sat next to me in class kenneth he was from las vegas oh, hi we? kenneth um there's uh hi, kenneth. there's another guy from citrus motors uh doug um then this is uh, like valencia <laughs> citrus <laughs> motors um, allegedly Armando, sorry south bay ford was out there as well so um actually it was kind of funny the first day of class um you know i you know me i can't help but stop you know talking about the podcast or i can't stop but help you can't help but stop and talk about yeah, the podcast. I, can't help I really like the podcast. The podcast. Yes. See, this is my job. I take tech words and I turn them into real words. Brain, brain work not good sometimes. Brain work not good sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about the podcast and, you know, we started talking to a couple of guys. And so I handed them some business cards like, hey, check it out when you got some time. Let me know what you think if you, if you like it. So the next day we're meeting up in the parking lot before class and, you know, talking to those three guys. Oh, man, I listened to it last night. I'm like three or four episodes deep already. It's awesome. Blah, blah. Oh, that's awesome. So we're talking about it as we walk into the classroom and one of the guys having to mention, oh, yeah, the customer stays podcast, blah, blah, blah. And one of the guys in class was like, no way. That's you. Holy shit. And it was Armando. And so I handed him nice. business cards like, oh, dude, that's awesome, man. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, come. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. yes, you win. You win. Give yourself a bell on that one. Hashtag sell the bell. That was a, that was a fantastic lineup. But all in all, I mean, it was it was a really cool class. Um, it was a ton of fun. 
Um, I, I do love going to school. It's important to stay current on your certifications um, for a multitude of reasons, as uh, Ali had pointed out. Safety. Safety being, you know, paramount. Yeah. Uh, these high voltage batteries are no joke. They can kill you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Dis- discharges, no joke. Yeah. If there's That's maybe one thing that I learned about this <laughs> high voltage class, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dude, you give one episode without a board, this guy is itching. <laughs> The people ask for board. We give you board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the one takeaway from this class kind of is like, uh, I don't really necessarily get paid enough to, to put my life in. in right. In, well, you get line, like right? all so suited up. There's like a whole like. Uh, Johnny Spaceman. Like for Volkswagen, there's like a whole kit that you have to get. Like there's like special gloves and yeah, like all kinds of chain mail. No, that would be bad. Stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's. There's a lot of safety precautions that you have to take. And to be honest, I mean, these new systems are pretty safe. Um, I do have to admit that when I was disassembling, taking one of the um, battery modules out of the high voltage battery pack, Mm -hmm. um, I did shock myself. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's kind of a common occurrence. Yeah. uh, And it wasn't that bad, but it was just a low voltage one. So, I mean, high voltage, low amperage. So, right. Okay. But. Uh, we'll go into that later. <laughs> I don't know so, if I want to ask what. Well, I saw a, like kind of a cartoon explaining how electricity works. Amperage is resistance. So that's how, what how? I need. I need a cartoon to I show. I thought me. amperage was resistance. No, resistance is resistance. Well, I thought amperage was how easy it was for. No, that's resistance. Resistance is, is, is how hard it is for the amperage to get through the circuit. Your comment is resistance. Go, what? Because he's like resisting. Anyways, oh, gotcha. it's not Sorry. funny if you have to explain sometimes, it. God. Sometimes brain no work well. It takes, it takes, <laughs> here, it takes one amp. It, it takes uh, one amp. No, one volt to get one amp through one ohm of uh, resistance. Gotcha. Takes one amp to get one. Okay, so just so the people at home There's, know, Jake's face, I can see all the numbers swirling <laughs> across your face. It's like a beautiful mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long day. Six months later, Jake like is up in a bell tower writing on windows and shit, trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's all connected. I need to explain it to customers. One volt, one amp to get through one ohms of resistance. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Oh my God. Yeah, so uh, definitely the, these new cars are no joke. And um, I mean, there's a lot of safety features on them so like in case of an accident you know it shuts, shuts everything off. down or you know if, if there's a problem inside the high voltage battery pack you know it, it goes into shutdown mode automatically so you don't have to worry about further damaging the vehicle or having a thermal event um so mm, very yeah, bad there's uh there's a lot of really cool t- uh, new technology and again it's just really important to stay up with the new technologies and to keep your certifications current yeah like I, Here, here's that cartoon i was talking about right there <laughs> So it's like an amp or an amp is stopped by resistance of an ohm and voltage is trying to push that current through. Okay. uh, Maybe we'll post this to the, uh, I don't think this is appropriate. Here, here, there you go. There's a, there's a child friendly one. Okay. That one one we can send blogs over busty women. Oh my God. Basic electrical. It's always fun. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good field to be in. Yeah. It's like if you're, you know, with the cars, that can go a long way. It's like it's the wave of the future. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's what they told me in car audio school. (laughs) Well, in what school? Karate. Car audio. Karate school. (laughs) Listen. Did you say karate? Listen to next week to Chop Chop Haya. Car audio still can make you a lot of money. No, it can't. Well, I mean, if you've got like a really crazy good shop. No. 
No? Why no. not? No. Well, Kevin's not doing it anymore, so. No. It's not worth it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, a. dying thing. It's a bunch of Bluetooth kits, and it's not even that anymore because every car comes with Bluetooth now. And every car's got a decent enough stereo, and no one really wants some big, huge thump and bump in systems. Yeah, not you don't doing, see the stereo trucks driving. You're not doing no. custom, you're not doing no. custom work very much, and it's it's very plug and play. Mm. It's modules and stupid shit, alarms, but everything's got an alarm, you know. Whamp, whamp. Yeah, it comes with yeah. that. Oh, I didn't get a I didn't get electric doors. Can you put them in? Yeah, or, or a remote off. start or yeah. a first camera, <laughs> or yeah. GPS. Yeah, you know, yeah. All exactly, the, all the cars exactly. Come with that. But then, Sirius but now, XM, like in twenty, I think it's twenty twenty three or something every car has to have backup cameras no that was 20 2019 i think 2020 is it 2020 2020 that was okay so every car now has to have a backup camera it's fucking stupid i'm sure every car has to have bluetooth you know if you have a radio you're gonna have bluetooth right there's no chinese manufacturer out there like denzo is not coming out with something without bluetooth right right Right. so um so i actually have I actually have a question for uh, Jake and Allie. Hi. Um, I'm I w- here. I talked about certifications. And so, like, <clears throat> in my car line, we have certifications for, like, a warranty administrator and also for service advisors. So, mm-hmm. for example, I am a level three master service advisor, and I'm also, a, like, a level one or whatever warranty administrator. Um, do you guys have training like oh that? Oh, my God. I wish my techs could do that. I wish like there is cross training. Well, it's important for me to know how to do everything in the dealership just for me so that I know how everything works. But in case I'm asked to jump in and do something else or things like that with with my training on the the service side of things. So I'm a I'm a master certified service advisor. And with that, I'm required to have, you know, X amount of hours with warranty. Yep. X amount of hours with parts, X amount of hours with sales, X amount of hour with managerial it's like everything. So with mine, you know, parts is parts and they have a little bit of sales mixed in there. Sales is sales with a little bit of service mixed in there. Service is that and a little bit of warranty with service, at least on our end, it's everything. So to hit the master level through our training, I've got to pass a warranty section. I've got to pass a part section. Everyone calls me for the, that section. And these section. are all online tests. And Correct. Yeah, okay. So now that our classroom classes have opened back up right it's a huge possibility that we may or i service may be sent back out to do it in irvine but oh. we'll see well that's cool it's kind of fun to go to the classes where you're off site like yeah. i i kind of like it because you get to meet people i get paid and i'm not at work field trip and, yeah. <laughs> and they usually give you lunch well, I, I, <laughs> but see, you do have to sit in traffic at the worst times of sometimes the day. Maybe good, sometimes maybe <laughs> yeah I just I'm easily pleased. <laughs> and and what about um, what phrasing? About you? <laughs> what about you? Um, okay, so I'm looking at Allie, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> um, I I was confused. I um so both car lines that I work for took out for any like considered like administrative person. They took out the master statuses. Mm-hmm. So now you're just certified or you're not certified. And I personally think that that wasn't a great plan because that made you work harder like towards i want to be ma- i want to be the master warranty administrator or whatever 
So um, still have to do the state, same stuff. Even though if you go in and you read like the legality side of those tests, you are master certified. They just don't claim it anymore. That's why there's get more the, tests. I don't get the little um, paper that says you that can, you can actually, I'm master. So you, you get nothing. <laughs> so when you I, can still request those. You know, I talked to Jack about that. He said you can still get your certification papers sent to you. They just don't do it automatically anymore. You have to ask. I'm going to go buy some fancy fancy paper at Michael's and like print out my certification. Oh like, my on the God, PDF. is that embroidered? I got a, I got a certificate. Hi, silly. I'm still going to send it. I, I got a certificate when I passed class yesterday. Did you? Nice. Yeah, yeah they, they give you a certificate like on an official piece of paper and everything. Sell the bell. Yeah, hashtag sell the bell. So, um, is it I... watermarked? I believe so. Oh, wow, that's fancy. Yeah. Mm. Sorry to interrupt you, Ellie, but I did it's it okay. anyway. Hold on, is it scratch and sniff? Are you really I sorry? I did not check. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, That's but, how you get people to pass classes. You're, it does taste good, though. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you missed that? What tastes good? I said, is a certification scratch and sniff? Oh. <laughs> it's like those scented... No, bo- no, Mike, don't don't eat that. Don't don't eat it's, the paper. It's like the scent- I'm sorry. I'm so I mean are mechanic. to you. Ah. <laughs> it's like those scented markers as a kid. It's like, man, this really smells like blueberry. I wonder if it tastes like, oh, it does taste like blueberry. <laughs> Your mouth is all blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh, man. My mouth has a lot of pride. It tastes like shit, but it sure do smell good. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by the Marines. Crayola, 64-pack of crayons. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for your service. Yeah, for oh, real. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have to take some of my classes, so are also like more tech focused just so with the warranty brain like we understand understand what the techs do what the techs are doing and how different components relate to each other yeah and i mean a little bit of that is just seeing it over and over again instead of like you know once a quarter seeing it in a class it does help for sure and i think that they should offer more like specific classes to admins like you can definitely take whatever class you want right uh, yeah. like on online you right. know you can't go in person but um mazda doesn't require the more technical classes but i try to take some of that because i have a lot of problem with like um text claiming diagnosis on mazda side because even though they seem to be writing a good story it's getting kicked back almost every single time kicked and back so, for what reason for not enough story mm. Like, um, they kicked back 0.7 of actual time because there was a gnarly oil leak and they had to put like the engine dye or something, uh, detection powder. No, okay, (laughs) Uh, I should have taken a picture. No, it said something along the lines of that's um, not how I would write it tech cleaned excess oil to like 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 this and like that to um review the like where the oil leak was and so then they added like leak detection powder and shit like that and when you have like a really bad oil leak like it takes some time to clean like so you can see what you're looking at and i feel like 0.7 isn't excessive so how much is an hour what do you mean? 119, 150, what are we talking about? $168.20. So 0.7 is a lot of money to fucking sit there. But it doesn't wait, matter, wait, that, it's about that time. Your warranty labor rate or is that the 168 That's the warranty labor rate. You, your guys' warranty is more than ours. It's really That's more crazy. Than ours. I, as a customer, I would have a problem with that to be honest. I'd be like, "You want me to pay You don't know. You want me to pay some do- well, it would be on my invoice, correct?" No. No. Oh. 
So no, this is you just get the for between pro- you. It's warranty, right? Yeah, right. right. Okay. Well, and in California, you do not have to disclose on the paperwork what your internal or your house labor rate is. So what? But if I'm up? paying for it, then what am you I saying? Okay, so you can so tell when, them verbally, but you don't have to disclose it. So on it the would paperwork. just say labor to do. Okay. Correct. So this is what you see. Like, so I see the RO, the accounting invoice has customer internal and warranty and it all has like this describes all the different repairs so what you see is the same exact thing except for there's no time or parts price i think there is parts there's parts parts price there's no parts pricing so it just shows those items with no pricing only your customer pay pricing okay but so so if it's hidden if something like that if i if it was customer pay work because it, it's free to you, right? Keep that but if in it mind. was customer pay work, mm-hmm. would I see that? You would only see no. a labor a, a labor total amount. Okay, but it would say, like when I drop my car off, you'd be like, "Oh, it's going to be five hours of labor." No, Correct. Right. No, you don't know it's going to be five hours. Of labor. Okay, you, you know it's going to be gonna, okay. It's going to be an, an hour es- of an diagnosis. Well, an estimate would say we think it's going to take five hours. No, no, it would just say okay. an estimate's like it's four hundred dollars in labor. So when so when we're selling a job to you as the customer, all we have to do is tell you a total, which then breaks down into this is how much your labor is and this is how, how much your parts, parts are. That's it. That's all you know. So, you don't know how long the job takes. You don't know how long. We're so, but then it. I could say, all right, that. well, if it's four hundred dollars in labor and you guys are charging. $169 an hour, you're saying it's X amount of hours in labor, and you would say... Yes, that's what the book calls for. Okay. End so, of story. Well, so... Okay, this and Ford, is, this Ford is doesn't the, pay to to, uh, to clean oil or anything like that. Ford does, will not pay for any of that. See, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, it's like to pay 0.7 for... I mean, I, I, I've sprayed a can of, you know, brake clean at a motor. Why wouldn't they pay that? Uh, because it's just they wrap part, it into the, the labor time. So we so we have a we have a, a labor operation that is actually used for uh, oil leak detection. You have to use the oil dye. Okay, you so have to specifically say in your line that you know you installed the oil dye and then inspected for it with a black light and found mm-hmm. it. So so that's how ours works. And it's you know anywhere from you know half hour to one point one hours. And included in that time is to clean, road test, remove any shields, tighten any bolts, things like that. That's included in that warranty labor operation. Okay. So we are claiming just one labor operation to R and R the or what did you guys say? Remove, Remove and, and install, install mm-hmm. the part. Okay. And we claimed that bit of like diagnosis for the point seven and they took it off. So 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 I'm just supposed to look at the car and go, Oh yep. That's exactly where yeah, it's leaking that's, oil. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah. There there there's unless it's something where it's like a differential and there's only Three places that it could leak from. Yep. It's either one of the axle Sorry. seals, a pinion seal, or the or the cover <clears throat> housing. It would be obvious where it's coming from. But if it's an, an engine or a transmission, it's not as obvious. And yeah, you do need to clean those areas, and you do need to go road test the vehicle. Yep. You do need to right. put the oil dye in. Yep. And yep. and that's in there. The test drive miles in and out is in there. And I've been I, getting on the guys to give good stories. And in my opinion, they're giving good stories. And stories that are acceptable in my other manufacturer. I but got to say that's what I appreciate about you. See. I try. I'd, I'd be talking and to the zone manager it, about that. It's super. We had so that's a whole nother thing. We we had a couple of Mazda suits that were there. That Mazda's a little different than the other car lines I've been working for because they're they're a smaller car line. Zoom zoom. Zoom zoom. Zoom zoom. There's a song when I used to call for warranty helpline. I go zoom zoom zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Do not come. <laughs> zoom zoom. Ma- Do not come. Mazda's Mazda's pretty <laughs> shitty when it comes to. 
the help she can get. Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the help Killing she it, can Kev. get. Killing yeah, I know. It, dude. The help that she can get from claiming warranty. We don't have a quote quote warranty rep that can like back her when it's something gets thrown back when she knows it's right. Everything was followed. It's like, why did you kick this back? Well, it's you just can't not- ask that. But you, what, sorry, you were saying what? Do, what do they say when you ask why did this get kicked back? Sometimes they gave her a good explanation. They would, sometimes they, they just go, "Sorry, me. no." So what's What's a good explanation? I'm just I'm curious. Or like, what's a What's a good example? No, of no, a story? no. What's a good explanation for you? Like, if if Mazda was like, "Oh, well, it's because of X, Y, or Z," you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Is that what you meant, Jake? Yes. Okay. So, what would be a good explanation to you? Like, what What have you seen where you're like, "Oh, you're right. You haven't." They didn't do this or... Yeah, so I have had um, comments back to me where the adjuster is saying like, okay, this... And they try to explain it because I'm not turning wrenches on cars. So I get that... And the tech's job is to get as much time within reason as they can get. So there's wiggle room there. So Mm, my job is to, you know, kind of weed through and be the middleman between that. So... I like it when they comment back and say, okay, you know what, actually like for, for this particular bit of diagnosis, it really should only take this amount of time or, or, you know, the technician didn't check this thing and didn't put it in their notes. Otherwise we would give you this diagnosis. 10, 10 other dealerships. Like they have- didn't run the drive cycle or whatever, you know, there, there's another thing where, you know, they could say, well, compared to 10 other dealerships in your area that have charged out this same repair. I would love same that. Repair, but and, they don't. And it's only cost, or and, and they only charge this amount of time for the diagnosis, whereas your guy charged three times amount as much time as diagnosis. They they could say that, you know, it's just, out, you know, out of the normal for this so, sort of repair. So instead of, right. instead of saying, oh, well, you know, we're only going to... Just gonna... insufficient tech notes. But but I guess in your, in your case, Mike, if they say, you know, 10 dealerships... We're surveyed and survey says, um, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> show me potato salad. <laughs> um, did, would they say we're not paying you or would they say we're going to pay you what we've paid the last 10? If it was something like Ali was describing an actual time claim for something that there's not a labor operation for and you're trying to claim actual time for like a broken bolt or, or a difficult oily cl- trying to clean something. Something, something above like and that. beyond the above normal. And beyond right. Normal. And it's not okay. your fault. The bolt's fucking broken before yeah, you hit it. And it's just happens. you're going to you're going to prove that it's broken. They would probably either. I mean, it just depends. They, they, they might either adjust the claim down to where instead of charging you know instead of you getting 2.9 hours of m time they're going to give you 1.3 hours of m time or something like that or if it's you know oh, so your actual time tests. you guys call m time yeah mechanical time okay M-time. Yeah. okay mike time. i'm sorry <laughs> was that expensive piece so mike quick question so speaking of labor times and stuff like this and diagnosis what's the most you can flag for egi diagnosis egi yeah what's that so no, electro- is that acronym? electronic gas injection Oh. So any type of okay, um, we all call fuel, things different things. Fuel yeah, because they're European. It's EFI would be electronic fuel injection. Um, fuel or exhaust diagnosis. I mean, those are two. Yeah, I'm sorry, pretty, um, emission. Those those are both pretty broad categories. Uh, just in the sense that welcome it, it to Mazda, be, it could be a <laughs> lot of different things. And we have labor operations for a bunch of specific, 
specific things, whether you're testing the high side, uh, you know, the high pressure fuel system, the low pressure fuel system. Are you testing the cat? Are you testing the selective catalyst reductant system? Are you testing, you know, oxygen sensors? Is it a base engine concern where you're doing a compression test? I mean, we have literal, literal labor operations. All of those all things you just named are all lumped into one. One and thing and the most 1. you can get 8. is 1.8. There That's, are no subcategories. There's no nothing. It's like, oh, you checked one of the a thousand things that runs this system, 1.8. That's probably more than what our diagnostic ones are. Yep. All, all in total. Because we're only talking but about you two have tenths. To have... To, it's, it's two tenths to, to scan for, for DTCs. Right. It's two I tenths for that. a compression test. It's two tenths for a fuel system test. And you, you mm -hmm. can't claim everything because at some point you're going to figure out what's wrong with the cars. Right. Right. Kid cannot claim this labor op if you claim this labor yeah, op. Yeah, same thing, overlapping labor ops. Yeah. Yep. But like there's no separate labor op for checking for oil leaks or diagnosing that because it doesn't go under the EGI diagnosis. Right, right. So you have to claim what we call like straight time, actual yeah, time, time yeah. depending, actual time, you know, time, XR, the way our labor operations are set up, it's XRT time is what people will say too. But anyways, the actual time has to be your only other option because they didn't supply you with an operation. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they still take, it's, it's like, I were, think were, it's were really outdated. Accurate? Yes. The punch times were accurate. Nothing was overlapping. I, you know, every, and he, he had a story there. Ford, Ford tries to kick stuff with us, you know, kick things back on us all the time for things like that. But we can usually go through in, in the claims and like enter in an audit and, you know, say something back to the warranty company or, you know, forward back to the warranty people and say, listen, we have all the documentation here, blah, blah, please review this. And they'll come back and they'll say, oh, well, blah, blah. And then if we still can't get there, then yeah, we can talk to like our, you know, zone manager or regional manager for our dealerships and they can reach out to Ford and kind of say, hey, these guys, you know, you must be looking at something wrong. I mean, I've had to call in myself for extended service coverages, uh, things like that, where they want to try and kick time from me and like, how, how do you even justify that? It's right. all written right here. I right. don't understand what you're talking about. So you want to know what? <clears throat> excuse me. You want to know what would be nice talking about warranty right now if we had Sam as a special guest? Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, hi, to, Sam. Uh, hi, Sam. I got to meet Sam in person. <laughs> I, I have not yet. I have not been. Uh, she's so a delight. Lucky. <laughs> she's a delight. <laughs> yeah, she she's awesome. Um, she's really really good. She's and she's getting better all the time. So I'm. She's learning so much. So, it's just absolutely incredible. So to to try and compare here let me see if there's an easier one if diagnosis for noise and harshness that's oh, yeah. also a huge lump go on <laughs> <laughs> for noise and harshness the most is 0.9 correct or is it one hour i'm gonna go that? 0.9 it's 0.9 so okay. so we have a labor operation for nvh noise vibration harsh mm -hmm. and harshness and one of the things is like um, a chassis ear, you know, yeah. Right, yeah, of course. Exactly. Okay, so that's yeah. part so of that. Yep. Our chassis ears road test, which includes, you know, a, a visual inspection and checking mm -hmm. things out and stuff like that is seven tenths. Okay. And then if you road test the vehicle afterward to verify the an extra two tenths, an extra two tenths. Okay. So nine so, yeah. tenths. Okay. And that's, that's pretty much universal for a NVH concern. Right. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. And you know, Mazda is going through a restructuring too. So, we're all trying to be, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> be understanding. Sorry. Like I'm trying to because it's really infuriating sometimes. Sometimes because, maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, I try really hard, but you know they're they're working off of labor operations from 
parts in cars that like don't even exist anymore. So yeah. I think they would really it would behoove them to update to that shit. Update the system yeah. because it's also set up like a part driven system. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of those parts don't work anymore because it's just not being updated. And I don't know if that's because there's new models coming out or what the deal is, but it's annoying. But I know they can do it. Well, and that's like you can do it, Mazda. Well, and that's like with some of the PZEV vehicles that we have on the older Mazdas, the the warranty search or the warranty time search only goes back so far. So right. what also yeah. gets really effing confusing is when they go, well, or Ali tells me or whatever. It's like, well, you just kind of got to match it up the best that you can with a car that is four years newer than it. Right. It's like just. Flag forward, we'll tell you if it's wrong. And it's like, okay. Close enough, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, see, and that's not the Man, way it used to be. Nothing is fucked here. Nothing is fucked. <laughs> I need that. I need that for real life application. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we're going to hold off here just for a second, and uh, we'll be right back. But we got to. Oh, <laughs> that is going to be staying. Um, Jake, you have to pee? I don't, actually. I'm doing <laughs> okay. Do. Mike, do you have to pee? I'll have everyone know Walkies? that I am not the only person that pees on these breaks, okay? so That is, that is true. <laughs> I think, yeah, I have to pee a lot, too. I have tiny bladder. Yes, you do. But, <laughs> now uh, everyone knows that. Hi, guys. <laughs> we're we're going to say uh, thanks to our sponsors real quick, guys. We'll be right back. Mike, what are you eating? That looks amazing. Oh, this? It's just a delicious El Snor burrito from El Ranchito Taco Shop. Is that nacho cheese sauce and hot Cheetos? Nacho cheese, hot Cheetos, and their mouth-watering carne asada. And I'm dipping it in their creamy guac. Creamy guac? Oh. Yum! Giggity. I guess this is a great time to remind everyone that if they're ever in the Inland Empire area, visit Ray at El Ranchito Taco Shop. Yeah, totally. Check them out on facebook.com forward slash Ranchito Elsinore. Or on their Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. Now I want me some Elsinore burrito and some of that creamy guac. Giggity. (laughs) I can always give you some of my creamy guac, Jake. Just ask. El Ranchito Taco Shop, Lake Elsinore. More than just great Mexican food. Mike, weren't those ads amazing? Those ads were absolutely amazing. You, um, I, I, that was my jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, rushing the, against the can. <laughs> if anything, Tessa's necklace. Ads make me thirsty. Hi, class. Oh. Ooh, with a bottle opener and everything. Ooh. No, that was Ooh. kind of and, fun. Uh, I do want to thank Avery. Uh, Avery bought us uh, this round of drinks for the podcast. Thank you, Avery. Uh, Avery hails from uh, Beach Ford uh, in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle. Myrtle. Is that in Florida? Uh, no, Wisconsin. Myrtle. Oh, I knew that. No, it's Florida. Yes, it's Florida. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yes, it's Wisconsin. Mm, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this Myrtle. is a milestone. I want you all to know. No, it's just a regular stone. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> This is a milestone. No one is drinking hey, uh, the beverage who, that who, shall not be named. Who was the guy who said that we needed to drink something different? Because this round or this sip this goes out to This is for you, him. buddy. Oh, uh, I think Terry was talking was about. That, was it Terry? He wanted us to uh, review a new Back cocktail. Back it up, Terry. He wanted oh, us to review a new cocktail, cocktail every week. Oh, right. And I actually have to agree with that, I, I think. Yeah, you. Terry, thank you. That's All right, so, uh, so this week's episode is brought to you by Delicious IPA and Stone. <laughs> yeah, it is delicious. This is this is my normal jam, but it's uh, 7.7%. It's so, good shit. Yeah, yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> can't really do a podcast just drinking them. Yeah, well. Yeah, you can't. But here we go. Here we go. Here we do it anyways. 
So, coming back from the lovely break. Do not come. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here. <laughs> you, Allie, because they can't see you, um, you wanted to But ta- I am here. You are here. Uh, you wanted to touch on time management. Yes. So, this is like- Excellent topic. Yes. Thank you. Very, very potent potables. I'll take what in God's holy name are you blathering about? I'll take le tits now for 500. <laughs> That's let it snow, Mr. Connery. <laughs> uh, yeah, ape tits for 5,000. Yeah, exactly. That's a petite dejeuner. <laughs> I'll take anal bum covers. Ah, <laughs> oh, rough, the way your mother likes it, Trebek. Yeah, exactly. It was in, in your, your mother's, mother's handwriting. handwriting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. and that's been our SNL podcast. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, I so feel like um, speaking of time management. Yeah, speaking of <laughs> <laughs> here we go, completely off the fucking rails. Oh man! And that is a big thing about time management. Someone comes up to your desk, someone a friend, you're chatting, you're whatever, and boom, it's thirty minutes before the day is over, and you didn't get your shit done today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you have two more tickets to write, or you still have your car that you've had for a day. Mike, you're perfect, so probably <laughs> that doesn't happen to you. Far, far, from it, it, my far from it. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so I have a little, a few little uh, jot downs Ooh. about like time management because for me, like if I don't manage my time properly. It's not Mike, getting done. Mike, it's not you know getting how paid. You're the People man. are mad. You know Hello. How, you know how you're the man of many hats. Okay. Wait, Allie. Yes. Allie, your your voice got really, really deep all of a sudden. Like well, you were in the middle of a sentence, and then all of a sudden it just like dropped like eight octaves. Did it? Yeah. And then I couldn't understand what you were saying because it was almost like you were like double speaking or oh, some shit. Oh, because fucking Jake's talking over me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what it was? Not, not. <laughs> ring the. Mike's like ring the bell. <laughs> Not to interrupt you, but here I fucking go. Again. 60% of the time, oh, it works. Yeah, it's kind time. of like I'm at the dealership. Huh. <laughs> no so you were, you were saying something. <laughs> yeah, so with the time management, if it doesn't get done, like, you know what? Fuck, fuck you. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm going to grab my beer now because <sighs> I got to deal with this bullshit. Hey, all, I, all I was going to say is you're the lady of many lists, just like how he's the man of many hats. I, yeah, that, Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Let's it up. <laughs> Jacoby. So that is Jacobo. like some some tools to use for um, time management. Is yeah, Jake. 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 Jake knows. Kono. Kono. Jake knows. We told him. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking outside, too. Yeah, he's, is he really? he's actually right there in the back door where oh. everyone can see because this is a visual medium. <laughs> okay, so, Allie, apologies. Thank you. You've been interrupted five times. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Well, you want to make it six? No. Commence okay. with your story. So, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily distracted, too. So, that's part of my time management uh, situation because if I don't stay focused it's gone it's gone i'm distracted that's it so there's a lot of hand motions here just so everyone knows um but yeah i wanted to talk to you guys about like how do you manage your time like how important is it to you jake you want to go first on this one buddy sure (laughs) am i allowed to yeah (laughs) 
Uh, yes, man. with our That's, collective permission, exactly. you may now speak. <laughs> the, the hive mind has decided. And that's when Allie quit the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Don't Goodbye. go anywhere. Love you forever. <laughs> Goodbye forever. I was going to say, when I interrupt her, it's a punching bag moment. When you guys interrupt her, it's fucking funny. <laughs> it's not funny at all. Uh, so. I wasn't trying to interrupt. No, you're... Interrupting cow moo. (laughs) There's a joke there somewhere. Anyways, so time management. Moo. Moo. I'm. Okay, so one time. (laughs) See how I did that? I went, um, dot, dot, dot. Yes, (laughs) points. Show me a potato salad. Um, Generally speaking, I'm pretty good with my time management. Um, As long as I work with Joe, who is like. Really, really scatterbrained when it comes to that, and I. So that's the service writer that you work with. Correct. That's been there for long time, forever. And I, I don't even think it's really necessarily what he wants to do, but and not being mean with this, but as you get older, you kind of lose your edge type of thing or the ways that really worked for you, and as stuff progresses or changes, you have to kind of progress and change with that, with that, or you're kind of left in the dust. We'll see it with him. It's like his stack of work piles up. Cars aren't getting washed. He's asking our dispatcher to do certain things. And I don't ever want to become that because that's when you get stressed and you're all over the place. So generally speaking, when I get real busy like that and I'm like, okay, I'm falling behind, I will pause even though it's at most times, you know, I get two to three minutes where it's like there's not a customer in front of me. I will lay down. All of my ROs that I still have open that I need to close, I will look. It's like, okay, this one was open at this time. This one was open at that time. I'm going to push these three off to the side because they've only been here for X amount of time. And I've got to put all of my effort into closing these, calling the customer, making sure it's washed, etc. So I'm pretty good at weighing that, I think. I mean, I found a pretty good medium. um, That's good. with, With the new manager, you know, he's changed a few things and I've talked about this. The one thing that I do like that he implemented is he made us all through Google OneDrive oh. a an Excel sheet that updates right at that point. So if anybody changes it, my dispatch... I like this. This is a very right. good tool it, and it keeps track. It keeps things flowing and right. going. It, it helps a lot. So just with that Excel spreadsheet, it gives you the RO, how long they've been there, what they're there for, who, which tech has which customer. So if you're like, oh my God, how long has this been here? Or who's got this job instead of leaving my desk to go find out? Because when we write the tickets, they get handed out, but my dispatcher has all that. He's in the other office. So instead of getting up and be like, okay, this one has this one, blah, 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 blah. I pull up the Excel spreadsheet and it's all right there. Each tech is color coded. So you know who has what. It's color-coded to if it's being worked on, if it's already been picked up, if they have upsells. It's really, really nice. So part of that is everybody knowing, everybody having the same information, so that way you're not working double. Like, that's a good way to manage your time that way. Like, there's a more streamlined process. Right, and then the other thing is we had a hard time before this keeping track of how many tickets a tech had, where he would push important stuff to the back to get gravy. That is stopped because with this Excel spreadsheet, if one tech has seven tickets they need to get finished, he's cut off. 
We can that's see fair. It. That seems fair. That's how it should be. What do you think? You're a tech. I, I just, you know stuff. I don't even understand how this can be a problem at your dealership because literally all of the problems and things that you just talked about are all taken care of by our <clears throat> electronic repair order system. Uh, CDK, which That's offers, huge for us. which we don't have. CDK, if I think we're gonna get there, you can oh, tell wait. how many how many uh, tickets a tech has. Every information about the ticket, whether it's on a parts hold, whether it's on a road test right. hold, whether you're waiting for authorization, right? E- everything is right there. I mean, and all of those problems that you've just talked about would be completely gone if you guys just got right. Different- you you got to remember though, dude. From where I work at, and that type of stuff takes money to implement. There's your hold right there. A, a shift is coming, though. It is. I really do we, feel that way. So, so give him the we, credit. We will get to that point. I know we are going to get to that point because with a new manager and what he's had at other dealerships, he has good stuff planned. I'll give him that. It's well, like when all you guys are riding thirty cars a day, you guys will have plenty of money to start spending on new equipment. Exactly. <laughs> Right. I mean, I would where it comes love from. for right. Jake to well, be riding thirty cars a day. So the thing is, I need it, new shoot now. It, it's in, it, it would literally be impossible for us to ride up ninety cars a day. We wouldn't be able to do it. We, we just don't have the the space. I, I I completely understand what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I completely understand. It's, so, I mean, I mean, you were saying what? You're booked out till mid August. I mean, we say that we're booked out, but we well, still yeah, quote, end quote, up booked out, yeah, stuff in, right, of course. But yeah, I mean, with the current workload that I have, I mean, I'm I'm busy for the next foreseeable two weeks. Yeah, but of course, stuff is going to keep coming in, and if it's a little thing that you know, it's like an axle seal or something like that, yeah, I can bang that out, or you know, a, a diff overhaul, yeah, I can bang that out in between these other big jobs, right? But if it's anything that I need to tear into the transmission, that's <clears> going to get put back in the pile of things that's still waiting there. So yeah, I have cars from two weeks ago or longer. I mean, I was out on, out at school this week, so that kind of pushed everything back. But I mean, yeah, I have cars from weeks ago that just haven't haven't had a chance to get to yet. Right. And it, it just you're continually piling on that stuff. Yeah, and if you you know what happens when there's something that like we were talking about before, like when something is above and beyond. And you have to deal with that and the five other cars that you have to deal with. Like, what do you do? Like, what is your best, like, strategy to to get everything done what's supposed to get done? So, I mean, as far as time management goes, um, that's just kind of like a, I guess, more of an, like on an individual level. It just depends on, A, what you're doing. But as far as, like, me as a technician, <clears throat> if I have cars that I know, you know, I have like 14 cars or 15, 16 cars that I'm working on right now. If I know that I have a car that parts are coming in for that, I can start doing that job. I'll start pulling that car apart the day before or something like, you know, pulling that car apart the day before so that when the parts come in, I'm ready for it. Or, um, you know, if I, if that part's not going to be in for a month, I'm going to push that car out of my rack. Now, the other side of that is if I'm juggling three different vehicles at once and I have three different tickets that are all warranty that I have to run time on, I will literally set a timer on my phone or on my watch that I need to have, you know, one and a half hours run on this ticket and I'll let that ticket run while I'm doing whatever else I'm doing in the shop, whether it's working on one of the three cars in my <laughs> stalls or fixing a water line down in Lubrack or something like that. I mean, I'll just let the timer run on the, on the ticket come back when the timer comes off and click off that ticket and click on, you know, log on yep. to another ticket. Yeah. Um, I actually do something And I write similar. myself notes. I, I, I have a whiteboard on my stall um, that has not only... <clears throat> pertinent information for the dealership, but also tools that I need to buy and little notes like, Oh, so-and-so needed to see me in Lubrack, you know, or I'll send myself text messages too. That's another good thing. So. Oh, that's an interesting tactic. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a list maker. 
I have so many lists. Not good with lists. You're not Cheat a list it. person. Oh, Cheat I'm a list. I see a list so and immediately lists. I just don't want to do anything on there. So if it's and I to be honest, I, I just keep it all up in my head for the most part. So that's so, why Al- I make lists because my memory is not there. Like her memory so, is there. Okay, my memory's there, but I remember different things that is sometimes like I was just going to say that. (laughs) Like, okay, so a lot of times people will be like, babe, how am I going to remember what vegetables I need from the grocery store if they're not not on a list? We're talking about vegetables, Jacob. (laughs) Um, We're married. There are specific things that I remember. So when someone comes to me and asks me about a ticket, like, I'm not going to know the customer's name unless it's fucking terrible, unless they've been here five times unless I keep having to touch this ticket over and over and over and over again until it gets paid. If I remember someone's name, it's bad. It's really bad. My my, I think my biggest problem with time management is if I'm in my stall working on something, realize I have to walk up to parts, go get something. On my walk from my stall to parts, I'll get two phone calls and three technicians uh-huh. that need my help. And then when I'm done with all that and I continue to walk parts because I remember I needed to go to parts, by the time I get in there, I can't remember what the I was going in there for. <laughs> I have to go like back to the place I was before to remember why I was there in the first place. But yeah, I can totally relate to that. And then I realize I'm in parts department and then realize, oh, wait, I really need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, too late I now. I relate to that too. That's too funny. Like to the point where my coworker will be like, didn't you have to pee like a half an hour ago? <laughs> well, also, like, yes. Oh yeah. I have to remind you all the time to eat to pee yeah she'll we'll get home off of work and she'll go man i really have to pee i'm like okay go pee 45 minutes i'm like did you go pee <laughs> oh my god he did it <laughs> but so the, the oh, list wait. is a big thing for me but also the derailment the derailment oh, yeah. is something and that's Squirrel. why the list is important it's ever important for me because i don't remember it the same way that you do because I'll have, you know, my daily work that has to get done every single day to make sure that it's in before pay period or whatever. And then I also have, you know, hey, is this covered? What's your opinion on this for Goodwill? Or I'm trying to figure out this labor operation or because we don't have bookers at our dealership. So you know how you say you wear a lot of hats? Like, I guess I wear more hats than I think I actually wear sometimes. For sure. 100%. Yeah. And a big part of this and why I wanted to bring this up is like, I bring that shit home. Like, okay, so the, you're trying to manage all your time and think for the next day, like, okay, next day I have to do this, 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 and this. And I'm literally thinking about that before I go to bed. Like as I'm laying in bed next to Jake cuddled up, I'm thinking about all the shit I'm going to do at work the next day. I do do the same thing. It's very unhealthy. It is. And see with, with me, I'm, I'm thankful with that when I am like, because Jake is the king of compartmentalizing things. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes. As we've learned from previous episodes. Yes. So it's up in the attic, double duct tape. So do not come. Do not come. <laughs> God, that is just uncanny. Fucking uncanny. <laughs> that wigs me the out. The first one is Kamala Harris. The second one is Ali Paul. That's uh that pronunciation was for you, Eric. <laughs> Kamala. Kamala. I still think I have to go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember saying Kamala. I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> so 
splitting from time management, yeah. but since we were talking about electric vehicles, Ooh. so little news segment, Ooh. which I found interesting. We need like, Relevant a sound news. for this. Relevant news. Yeah. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. Don't do that to me. The what? That's that five sound, pages that sound back. Clip, oh, oh, that sound oh, oh, oh. clip is like Rev 1. <laughs> Rev 1. What does that mean? Revision 1. Oh. Like the first... Uh, how about this one? I need about three fifty. I need, I need about three fifty. Uh, $3.50 worth of news. Yeah. Go, Jake. Go, Jake. Go. Okay. <laughs> so just going through some of the headlines, one that I found interesting. So, uh, and my apologies if I can't pronounce this correctly, but it is Pininfarina Batista. So this automaker and Kevin, you said this was for, you told me a little bit of information about this. Who did what for Bugatti or something? Uh, no, they used, they used to do the coach works for Ferrari. Coach works for yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. Ferrari. Yeah. I do remember something. So this car, allegedly what they claim, will have 128 million different design possibilities. So Mix and match. Yeah, exactly. So besides the fact of how it says here, just this is some of the things that will come with this car. It's 1,900 horsepower electric is what they claim. Um, you can go. Wow. Yeah. So, silly. So it's uh, twenty four hours of charge for one hour of drive drive time. Twenty minutes of drive time. <laughs> so you can customize paint colors, choose exposed carbon fiber bodywork, pick from several interior finishes, aluminum trim detailing, uh, custom rear wing, brake calipers, wheels, center lock rings, and even mirror caps. But the funs that I found. For EV performance, 0 to 60 in less than 2 seconds, estimated 1.8. 0 to 186 miles per hour in 11.6 estimated, and a 250 mile per hour wait, top speed. Wait, wait, wait. So this is all estimated. Is this car built? Oh, oh no, is it a concept? Yeah, if a concept, this is sure. If this is just a fucking CGI or a shell, and they're guessing in 10 years when they figure out the technology and come out with the car... That's what it'll do. Uh, Batista orders have already begun. Oh, wow. Hmm. Ooh, well, wait. that doesn't necessarily Fire mean Island. That. Yeah, right. Fire <laughs> Island. Yeah, ja, you, ja Rule's selling you fucking Batistas. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, would you That's like Fire a, Festival. Would you Fire like a, Island is in New York. Would you Whatever. like Kraft American single on bread? <laughs> 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 and then a range of 300 miles per, or three, yeah, 300 miles per I'm charge. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that expensive piece? And then another bit of interesting news. So apparently Mercedes-Benz is working on an EV vehicle with a 620 plus mile range charge. It's pretty good. And let's see, what was the other cool one? Oh, speaking of Ford, Bronco will now have a off-road school that will soon be open, open nationwide. Mother of Very God. Cool. They, they have that kind of same thing for uh, the Raptors. Uh, when you buy a new Raptor, they send you out to, I believe it's Utah. Oh, that's cool. Where is this Utah yeah. anyway? <laughs> yeah, they send you out to uh, Utah, I think, or something like that to go do a bunch of training on it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. But this is for like Ray, civilians, uh, right? Ray Moon went for... and did that. Oh, did really? he? Yeah. Nice. Because yeah. he has a raptor. Had a raptor. Had, Had a, a raptor. raptor. And then for you, Allie, which you, Hello. Already, which you already knew about, the I... VW Passat. I told you about that. Yes, you did. The VW Passat is officially dead after 2022 and receives final special edition send-off. Yeah, that should be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what they have next because 
once the ID four came out, which is the electric vehicle, okay. the we had another model which is like a midsize. Um, that's the Volkswagen Taos, and they no one knows about this car. It's pretty cool. They got some cool uh, colors that I, I like. I've, I've they have like an it. electric blue. It's like uh, the Mazda CX thirty, but like Volkswagen's version. And it's in between. It's like the oh, you know what? I've the seen the smaller Tiguans. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. It's kind of how it looks, yeah. but it's got more of an Atlas. Is it like the CX thirty, or is it more of like an MX three? I'm sorry, not an MX three, a CX three. Mm, it's more like the size of CX five. Thir- okay, that big. The Taos. Yeah, the Taos is like CX thirty size. No, it's not C- quite a full size SUV. No, it's CX five. But it's not like you know. Okay, it's CX five. Well, look it up. Tell us what you think. <laughs> That's and, what she said. And then, Customer and then, underscore states. I've got a I've got a story for everybody here. For Kevin, the 2022 Audi RS3 revealed with a 401 horsepower five cylinder Fury engine. Hmm. So it is hmm. it is going to be a turbo 2.5 liter inline five with 401 horsepower, 369 foot pounds of torque. That's the motor that they got into rally with. So whenever uh, they do a five-cylinder, like they did in the RS, I'm sorry, the TTRS. Yep. Um, that's like an homage to the rally-inspired motor. But is it single or twin? It is single. Mm. Yep, single, uh, zero to sixty in three point four. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> little little uh, APR tuning modification to that. We'll <laughs> be doing it in under two. <laughs> what does that mean? What's APR? APR is a company that modifies all VAG, which is Volkswagen Auto Group. I'm sure uh. you're aware of. Um, <laughs> modifies all their motors. No, I'm not aware because yeah. if I was aware, it's not warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, VAG. That's what she said. VAG. VAG. We cause this vage. But yeah, they do like really cool shit. Um, they, this company that did work on a Volkswagen I had um, was an APR dealer and they took an RS6, which is like a, I believe at the time it was a V8 twin turbo. Um, and they did an APR like stage two and I want to say like an intercooler or something. Ooh. And they took it to, uh, the Continental GT shootout or some shit for Eurotuner magazine. Okay. And so all these shops bring these crazy modified Porsches and V-dubs and all this fucking crazy shit. And they just like flashed the computer and like added a part. That's it. And it's an RS6. So it's like massaging. Oh no, it was a... Massaging? RS6? I don't know. I think it was an S S8 or an S6 or something. But anyway, it was... No, it was an RS6. Okay. But so anyway, they did this. So it had launch control and the the throttle response was upgraded and you know all that kind of stuff. And then it's got more boost going and all that shit. I think it was like injectors is what they did. Okay. Boost. Um, boost. So they go to this boost. shootout and there's like, you know, everything's on coilovers and it's been stripped out and it's got a cage and they're in there getting their back rubbed <laughs> and they smoked. They smoked every single event except for like one. It's like stock, this, but except for two small modifications. It, I got to drive it. I, I brought oh, my really? car in and they were like, hey, you want to come like fuck around in this thing? So I got to go take it and do yes. launch control and shit. Dude, that thing was fast. That's cool. But yeah, they're just like, yeah, I was getting a back rub with the AC on and That's like awesome. just like kicking the shit out of this course. And these guys are in these like stripped out and race suits with five point harnesses, no AC, you know, no luxury. That's awesome. And then uh, one last before we go to some listener mail. Speaking of Porsche, because you brought that up, um, Ferrari beat their zero to 60. 
So Porsche no longer holds the record for so the, the LaFerrari beat it or the uh, Ferrari SF90. Ooh, uh, haven't heard of Stradale. That. Oh, I may have seen that. There was a Ferrari I saw the other day in Newport that I have never even seen online. Oh, Where are you find I want to see the picture. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, so that's the one. Them. So they upthroned Porsche uh, with their, I believe, Porsche. Por- Porsche, excuse me. And they yeah, had that's a big sorry, thing. See, Porsche. In my mind, I've always thought of Porsche as like I'm saying like it's a vet. Right. I know it's I know it's Porsche, Porsche but it's but a I call slang. it a Porsche because it's quick. It's, it's like, quicker it's than like Porsche. A slang almost. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. everyone's like, it's not Porsche. I'm like, I don't think it's Porsche. Like, I understand it's Porsche. Like, the commercials tell me it's Porsche. That's <laughs> that happens to me a lot. I call it Porsche, and I'll have the guy go, "It's Porsche." And I was like, "Do you I own one?" No. <laughs> so yeah. don't give a shit. You have the car cover that says Porsche on it, but really, it's like a Ford Focus underneath. <laughs> so <laughs> in golf. So the the record was held at 2.1 seconds for zero to six. With the 887 horsepower, 2015 Porsche 19 and 198 or 918, excuse me, Spider. Spider. Yeah, yeah. It was beat by one. What would that be? Point one tenth of a second. A tenth of a second. So the SF90 Stradale, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is five hundred thirteen thousand dollars. It's Stradale. Has a has a triple electric motor. And six, uh, 769 horsepower twin, tur- twin turbo V8. So it's probably a motor for the front two and then one individual for backs. Both backs. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. That's dope. So launch control is gnarly. It's like posi traction <laughs> on fucking crack. A quarter <laughs> mile at 9.5 at 148 miles per hour. And so what's the record here that we're beating? Because it sounds like a lot of cars, like you just spoke of a car that's supposed to do it in 1.9 seconds. A Bugatti is faster than one than two. Right. Is and this, it does not mention anything about that. So Is this for hybrid vehicles, potentially? That's a possibility. That's probably what is the hybrid, where it's, where it's electric and gas. It looks like it also might be based on a under horsepower threshold. Oh, that would make sense, too. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, that's under a thousand, under a thousand. Yeah, mm. so it's like under nine, under eight fifty, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That makes sense. So cool. Yeah, so a little <clears> bit I of have fun. something to look forward to in my future. <laughs> a little bit of fun news. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When this podcast picks up, exactly, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll all have. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, listener mail. Um, we have a bunch of listener mail. I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to get to it all today, uh, but we will be able to get to it. But we will in in future uh, episodes. Yes. Um, so f- our listener mail today comes from um, Christian. Uh, Christian is from Las Hi, Vegas. Christian. Hi, Christian. Um, he also happens to be a uh, the trainee, former trainee of um, Armando, who was in my high voltage battery class today. <laughs> so, um, very very small world. It turns out. Hi, Armando. <laughs> it, it's it's tight knit in this industry. It really it is, is. It is. Um, so, uh, in addition to a lot of other things, Christian's been asking me. Um, one of the things that he wanted us to talk about was um, like favoritism at the dealership, and mm-hmm. as far as favoritism of technicians and and other employees, and also uh, nepotism. Um, and then he also wanted to talk about um, jumping through all the different hoops that the manufacturer makes us jump throughs to to get what? approval, no. diagnostic what? things. Yep, yeah. I'm uh, I'm amazed. Shocked. And and for my job is the hoops. And for those of you out there that don't Yours know what too. nepotism is, that is the practice among those with power <laughs> or influence you, of favoring relatives or friends. Did you have to look that up? 
It was kind of a bit. Thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. She's, uh, I re- I'm really glad you looked that up for us. It's, uh, it's like, guys, I'm really, really dumb, and Allie likes to make that very clear. Well, Did you see, know that Miriam Webster I'm was with- also on our podcast? <laughs> that's why I'm with you, because I want to feel more powerful and smarter than you. So. Nepotism. <laughs> it's not what that means. <laughs> Um, okay, so I oh know that um, as far uh, Christian, first of all, thank yep. you for for this uh, topic of conversation. It's thank you, super dude. important because again, yep. it's yes. not just your dealership. People are people. It's everywhere throughout all all different in- industries. Um, you know, favoritism and nepotism are kind of two separate things, but they can be related in the sense where you know you're favoring somebody else because they're seniority because of seniority, their relationship. How long I've known you as a person? Yeah, and then the same thing with trying to hire in. You know, well, there's three. You know, there, there's three good service advisor uh, positions, um, or you know, three good potential service advisors that you've hired. But you know, one knows the manager. Yeah, your your boss's kid is also now in the mix, and yep. guess who gets hired? The boss's kid. The boss's well, kid. that's a you know, and maybe, yes. and especially if they're not as you know good at their job as the other people that you've hired, that's a huge problem. Yeah, it is. And it, it boils down to that's absolute BS. No. But, but it happens. Like, you have to deal with it anyways. So how do you deal with it? Like, you know, so you just have to keep doing your personal best. You, you guys heard me drop the term gravy a little bit ago. Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing. It's like... Could you look up the word gravy for me? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Fucking pick on Jake Day. What is this gravy you speak of? Gravy. Noun. Gravy. Noun. Brown. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> It's my favorite. So God, I love you guys so much. Uh, I love you. I love you both. I love you your mom so much. I I've love had you, two man. beers. Yay. I, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, calm down there, Allie. These are 7.7s. I told I you. I know. So I like gravy is a term that's tossed around a, f- a lot at the dealership. Okay. And everybody knows the term, but. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> we have texts that have been there for a long time. So don't get me wrong. There are certain things in certain times in certain places for where quote, quote, not even favoritism, but you want to hook up your tech who has been there, who's helped you through hundreds, if not thousands of issues when you needed it. That's fine. But when it gets to a mentality of where it's like, well, I've been here for 35 years, so I'm entitled to this. Nobody is entitled to anything. No. No. Period. Yeah. It's like, I get it. You got great experience. You've been here a lot. You you have stuck with us through thick and thin. That's enough of a reward. It's like, you're a hard worker. You're good at what you do. That's why you still have a job, why you make the money, and why you can turn a total BS job into a gold mine. And that's cool. But it's not... It's not fair to everybody else, and it shouldn't be looked at that. And like you said, it happens. It's it's a it's natural. I I think legitimately it happens unconsciously sometimes too. But I mean, I'm sure. Like okay, so you and I are obviously in a relationship, and we work directly together. Right. But I feel personally that I try and go out of my way to expect the same thing out of you that I expect out of the other service writers 100%. that you work for. And I and you may even get it worse because I talk to you about it when we're not at work. <laughs> right. But but I told you when I first started working there, that's what I wanted. I'm like, I don't want any special treatment. It's a job. It's like at home. I'm your person at work. 
I'm your employee. I'm your underling. I want to be treated. The, <laughs> I want to be treated the exact same because if you don't, I will not learn and I will not get better at what I do. So part of the thing that I think that Christian was also talking about with the favoritism thing is like, <clears throat> cause he's a technician as far as like divvying out jobs. Well, how right. come this guy keeps getting this job or, right. or, you know, I, I wanted that job. Well, a, you know, did you diagnose it beforehand or whatever with one of those things? However, I can see a situation where, Oh, you know, this guy keeps getting all these jobs. How come I don't get any of those jobs? Well, cause the last three that you did came back on the hook cause you messed them up maybe right. or something like that. So, you know, right. we're going to give it to somebody who we know that can get it done or, you know, it's a more difficult job. They're not quite up to that level yet. So, I mean, it can be almost a perceived thing too. Now, right. Again. But if the, we give it, someone the benefit of the doubt and say that, okay, like there is something seriously unfair happening here, like what, what would you do in that situation? I mean, it, 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 it's then up to the management and you have you know, to lean on your management. You have to lean on the management and yep. it would be the, where the manager and the shop foreman and, you know, the service advisor that maybe is feeding work to somebody or something like that. Right. Would also down have a meeting and be like, listen, we've noticed this. We've gone through all the repair orders. We've seen that this is a constant cycle with you guys. What's going on here? Right. And then you have to address it for what it is at that point that you find out. Right. And and the, come at it at a, in a level head too. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. The it's, it's he, easier said than done sometimes. Do anything, the know. the other thing you have to realize, or what I don't <clears throat> think a lot of people do, as a dispatcher, if you know what you're doing, that is a insane position of power. An insane position of power. My. I mean, it, like I said, within within reason, it's you know what I mean. It can it, be, but it shouldn't be. Correct, right? but like that's what. And real quick, with Kurt, my dispatcher, our dispatcher, mm -hmm. he's a great guy, and he's not really he's he's become a fantastic dispatcher. But to start with, he had no dispatching experience. But what I try and explain to him is, I'm like, dude, if a tech walks into you and starts bitching at you or this, that, and the other thing, it's like. You have, it's like you are handing out, he's not biased. He doesn't have favorites. It's just, I am handing out jobs as I see fit. It's like, you just got this. He's had nothing but BS. So I'm going to give him something good that might possibly have something. That's the thing. That's what I mean by power. It's a really shitty position and a really good position at the exact same time. Sometimes. You have to have a dispatcher that knows what's going on. Correct. That knows the shop, that knows the jobs, because that is going to be where people start thinking, you know, if you have a dispatcher, that's going to be where people start thinking, well, this guy's getting all this stuff and I'm getting shit or, you know, my hours are crap and this guy's got a bunch of hours. So that's where all that, you know, kind of stems from is when you have an actual dispatcher. We don't have a dispatcher at our shop. Oh, okay. But, uh, so how do you just do it? Like, okay, the next person's up, the next person's up. Like, so, well, I mean, they have enough departments where it's all like, it yeah, can pretty much true. be divvied. I'm, I'm just assuming here. The, so like we have, you know, folder, you know, hanging folders. Oh, okay. For, so like there's a folder for Lubrac and an gotcha. area for headline and area so for trains. So when you're done with your service. job, you go grab something from that folder? Um, yeah. Uh, when, when you're, I mean, so like Eric and I are kind of like the department heads for our, um, our, our department. So like we'll divvy out the work and we'll figure out what's going on. My, my guys don't do any diagnosing yet anyway. So, um, but for the most part, everybody else is kind of autonomous. You just, and it's, you pick the next one up out of the rack. Um, uh, you, you, you pick the next one up out of the rack and, uh, it's, there's really no issue with it in, in our system. And with our previous dispatcher, who was Israel, he was great. And there was no favoritism because if you know Israel, you know, he didn't take, you know, <clears throat> shit from anybody. You get what you and, get. You know, you can't bribe him to give you all the good tickets. It's, it, 
ain't going to happen. And if you try to do that, he's going to send your ass home or exactly. tell, tell the and, service manager. And that. that's I mean, exactly it. We'll send your ass home. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have signs up there all the time that say, uh, <laughs> we have signs up there all the time that say, do not skip tickets. If you skip a ticket, you will get sent home. It's always the next one up in line. The service advisors put the tickets up there in the order that they're supposed to be worked on. Period. Doesn't matter what else is going on. If you see another ticket down there that you really want, doesn't matter. Can't skip tickets. That's the next one up. That's the one you're going to be working on. There it is. Um, well, and, Kevin was trying to tell us something. Yeah, I, I can. That was a hear. That, that was a good episode, though. A lot of information. Thank you for like you said. It's like thanks for the listener mail. We promise we'll get to you. Oh yeah, yeah. We have we have tons of listener mail. You guys, we're are gonna get awesome. to it all. Do not stop writing us in, but I promise we will get to it all. Um, and if you didn't hear yours today, then pay attention next week because it'll be coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's it's just great. Um, we really can't do this without you guys. Thank you guys Thank so you. much yep. for um, doing the hashtag sell the bell with us. Um, we were having so much fun. Remember when you receive your hashtag sell the bell, uh, send show us in, it in its natural habitat, in its, in its new home, in its natural environment, and show us how you're enjoying it. Um, if you want to get your very own hashtag sell the bell, you can uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com uh, slash customer states. Um, you can also email us at customer states podcast at gmail.com, which also just happens to be our PayPal. Yes. <clears throat> uh, you could find us at Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at uh, customer underscore states. Um, and again, I just, I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, not only you guys in the listening audience, but, um, Ali, Jake and Kevin, man, I love you guys. This is so much fun. Right back at you, buddy. Uh, so I cannot fun. wait to do 18 more podcasts with you guys. <laughs> 18? Are we on and episode? This is going to be episode 18 guys. Nice. Seriously? And we're going to have to swap over to season two. It's like, now it's like that was season one. We'll just continue with season two. Uh, let's, let's do it at 20. You want to do it at 20? Yeah. 20 it is. Wait. So, are we going to take, like, a break? Nah. No. Nah. Oh, okay. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Come on, child. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, guys. I'm going to get pretty busy in festival season, which is now October till yep. November. So. We we may take a slight hiatus, but we still need yeah, to discuss it between us. It's, it's going to get crazy. So, we are looking for uh, producers now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and let's be honest, I'm not a producer. I'm just a fucking button pusher. And you are? Producer. No, Mike's the producer. Trust me. Like, I don't produce shit. Mike's the one that does all the work. I guess I could push the buttons too. It's okay. Another hat that Mike wears. Yeah. His many yeah. hats. Probably. I just, I just get to push the buttons. Mike is programming and all that shit. But anyways, guys, thank you again so much. Mike, thank you. Allie, thank you. Kevin, thank you. All of our family out there that listens, thank you so much, guys. Keep writing. Send us letters. Support us if you feel like it. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, <laughs> Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805-796-7323. And if you're not in that area, Call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the Customer States podcast. And then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a Matco Tools distributor near you. Matco Tools. Service. Trust. Results.